COVID strikes back. A new surge caused by the Delta variant spooks the CDC into reversing its mask guidance. With the White House, our guardians of science, open to the idea of new lockdowns, even though they didn't work the first time. What is this new science the CDC has, and what can we expect going forward? This is Big Red with the Big Red for America show. On July 27th, the CDC flipped again on its recommendations for vaccinated adults. It encouraged all Americans, regardless of vaccination status, to wear a mask and socially distance indoors. This move was justified by shady science, but nonetheless has led some areas of the country, (coughs) Democrat, to instigate new mandates and restrictions, with the White House being open to new lockdowns. According to a National Review article, the White House would be open to new lockdowns if scientists recommended them. In a heated exchange with Fox News' Peter Ducey, the press secretary said, quote, Well, because we listen to the scientists, we listen to the experts. This is a public health situation. This is not about politics at all. So there's two things I really have a problem with with the press secretary's statement. First saying, it's not about politics at all. Not about politics at all? Really? The left has done this since the beginning of COVID and is just so, so annoying. They always said that their actions were based off compassion and science. But as the science changed, (laughs) they didn't. Which just shows that they were more interested in control rather than compassion and then subservience rather than science. For example, the mainstream media spent all of last year trying to convince us that masks weren't political, but rather the compassionate thing to do and scientific. Except once the mask mandates were repealed by the CDC, liberal activists came out and said they would rather wear masks instead of being confused as Republicans. So really? Really, it's not political? For example, David Hogg, a leftist activist, said, quote, I feel the need to continue wearing my mask outside even though I'm fully vaccinated because the inconvenience of having to wear a mask is more worth it than having people think I'm a conservative. So once again, clearly an instance of him choosing politics over science. Or Joy Reid, who made sure to go jogging outside, which the CD said you didn't even need to wear a mask, with two masks, even though she was fully vaccinated. Once again, she was choosing politics over science. Or, for example, the most unifying president ever, Joe Biden, making a totally non-political statement by saying Texans were exhibiting, quote, Neanderthal thinking by repealing COVID restrictions. He claimed that Texas would be a hotspot. And to be honest, I'm really surprised they've done so well considering Biden is dumping thousands of unvaccinated COVID-positive illegal immigrants in Texas. But that's besides the point. But then two months later, Texas reported zero COVID deaths. So it seems like Joe Biden was more in favor of playing a political game than actually following the science. Texas actually did a good job of following the science, repealing these unnecessary mandates, and reported zero deaths. Or Joe Biden again called unvaccinated people essentially stupid. He said, quote, so get vaccinated. If you haven't, you're not really as smart as I said you were. So, of course, very wise, non-inflammatory, non-partisan words from our most uniting president ever. And another example of the mainstream media's, mainstream media's bias would be the Andrew Cuomo and Ron DeSantis debate. Andrew Cuomo was paraded as the prime example of how to manage a pandemic. He was given an Emmy for his response, a $5 million book deal, and was constantly fluffed up by his brother on CNN. 
On the other hand, Governor Ron DeSantis was constantly being berated by the media. 60 Minutes even deceptively edited an interview purposefully to make DeSantis look corrupt and shady. But the Emmy Award-winning sexually harassing Andrew Cuomo sent thousands of elderly New Yorkers to their death when he forced COVID-positive elderly patients into nursing homes. There was a task force. There was even a task force that was set up in New York to, to really investigate Andrew Cuomo's actions. And they concluded, though a determination of the number of additional nursing home deaths is beyond the capacity of this task force, there are credible reviews that suggest that the directive for the approximately six weeks that it was in effect did lead to some number of additional deaths. So, of course, New York being liberal, they can't really just beat their governor over the head. But this is still pretty damning coming from this task force in New York. But just save me, save your breath. Don't tell me that this wasn't political. The media and the left politicized the pandemic from day one. So don't say it's not about politics. You know, we're just following the science because that's clearly, clearly not the case. And even the quote unquote science the White House is now claiming to follow doesn't support the new lockdowns. Mr. Science himself, Flip Flop Fauci, who may actually be in the running for the most hated man in America, had a moment of clarity and sanity as he said the U.S. will not see new lockdowns even though we will see a rise in new cases. An article by Axios even argued that lockdowns were not the best way to manage COVID. And a quote from the article says, quote, this conclusion suggests that it's a suitable combination, sequence, and time of implementation of smaller packages of such measures, like social media campaigns for social distancing or government education of the public, can substitute for a full lockdown in terms of effectiveness, while reducing adverse impacts on the society, economy, the human humanitarian response system, and the environment. But another interesting point this article makes is that it says this, quote, we find strong support for the effectiveness of border restrictions, which means closing land and air borders. It seems that the, quote, science followers in the Biden administration aren't as keen to following that piece of advice. A Washington Examiner article found that in just two weeks, 135 illegal immigrants tested positive for COVID at the Rio Grande Valley border. And this number is likely underreported because immigrants are not tested upon arrest, but rather once they have been transported to a government facility. Such action increases the risk that they expose others to COVID along the way. Maybe instead of berating the American public, the White House needs to focus on the border if they want to help limit the number of COVID-positive people entering the U.S. But rather than follow the actual science, the left would rather pretend to care about these issues and reinstitute failed lockdowns and mask mandates. Even looking at the CDC's data, if you're under the age of 50, the chance that you will survive COVID is over 99%. And even once you surpass the age of 50, until you reach the age of 64, it's only an, it's a 98% chance that you'll survive. If you're 65 to 74, it's a 95% survival rate. And if you've been vaccinated, it only gets better. You have a 99.996% chance of surviving a breakthrough COVID case without hospitalization or death. Even if you're above the age of 65, which this group has the most breakthrough infections, your chances of being hospitalized or dying are 0.011%, meaning you have a 99.999% chance of surviving a breakthrough infection. Plus, 90% of those older than 65 have gotten their first vaccine shot, 
with 80% receiving both and being fully vaccinated. Our most at-risk population is also the most vaccinated. They are way above the 70% herd immunity mark originally suggested by the CDC and White House. Even for just regular adults above the age of 18, more than 70% of them have received their first shot, with 60% being fully vaccinated. Even the general adult population is close to the 70% benchmark. So that begs the question, why are we returning to mask mandates? Well, the CDC says that vaccinated people may be able to spread the Delta variant to unvaccinated people. And to support this claim, the CDC cites an article titled Delta Variant Emergence and Vaccine Breakthrough. This article, which originally failed its peer review until it got magically reconsidered after the CDC decided to use it to validate mask mandates, reported that the Delta variant was being passed along by healthcare workers. But there's one major problem with this study, is that it was done in India, where they do not have a vaccine approved for use in the US. This article has no relevance to us here in the US. If you would have done a research paper using an article like this in school, I'm sure you would have failed. But for some reason, this was good enough for the CDC. And here is a direct quote from the CDC regarding this study. Quote, studies from India with, here it is, vaccines not authorized for use in the United States have noted relatively high viral loads and larger cluster sizes associated with infections with Delta, regardless of vaccination status. Once again, they admit that they are using vaccines not authorized for use in the U.S. I mean, essentially, this article can just be placed in the trash. It has no relevance here to us. But the CDC also used an article that followed a Delta outbreak in Massachusetts, where 469 people who were vaccinated tested positive for COVID. But in the subtext of the article, it says only four were hospitalized and zero died. This study suggested, just suggested, that viral loads of Delta may be the same in the, vac in the vaccinated and unvaccinated, but they couldn't be sure and they couldn't be quantified. The final study that the CDC used that said the Delta variant could be passed on by vaccinated adults uses unvaccinated adults. The study focused on adults who either got their first shot or were within seven days after their second shot. And according to the CDC, you are not fully vaccinated until two weeks after your second shot. So what's the CDC trying to do here? What kind of crap are they trying to pull? But finally, there's even more. The final blow to the CDC's credibility is that they actually claim, quote, unpublished data supports their views. Here's a direct quote from their, quote, science brief. It says, unpublished data are consistent with this and additional data collection and studies are underway to understand the level and duration of transmissibility from Delta vaccine breakthrough infections in the United States and other settings. Once again, unpublished data. Well, that's mighty convenient and also super shady. This unpublished data sounds a lot like the quote, anonymous sources that the mainstream media used to justify their biases against Donald Trump, but that's neither here nor there. Beyond using unpublished data and very questionable sources, the CDC is also putting out very mixed messages. On the one hand, they say that vaccines are effective against COVID variants, and then in the next statement, they'll say that they aren't. This is all taken from the same science brief. It says, quote, a growing body of evidence suggests that mRNA COVID-19 vaccines also reduce asymptomatic infection and transmission, 
Substantial reductions in COVID infections, both symptomatic and asymptomatic, will reduce overall levels of disease and therefore viral transmission in the United States. So this makes it seem like vaccines are helpful against COVID and the Delta variant, which of course they are. But then the CDC says, a study from Houston, Texas, observed that Delta caused a significant higher rate of breakthrough infections in fully vaccinated people compared with infections from other variants, which makes the vaccines seem like they're not effective against Delta. But then, in the, this is in the same sentence, they say, but noted that only 6.5 of all COVID-19 cases occurred in fully vaccinated individuals, which they flip-flop in the same sentence, which makes it sound like the COVID-19 vaccine is is helpful at preventing Delta infections. And this is actually, this Houston, Texas study is that same study that actually studied unvaccinated adults. So that's, that's always great too. Uh, then the CDC continues, all authorized COVID-19 vaccines demonstrated high efficacy against COVID-19 severe enough to require hospitalization. And all authorized COVID-19 vaccines demonstrate high efficacy against COVID-19 associated death. Both of those statements say that vaccines are, are effective. And all the studies that the CDC cites are vaccine effectiveness show that vaccines are about 80, that are, are actually above 86% effective at preventing either symptoms, hospitalization, transmission, or death. Once again, CDC seems to be saying the vaccines are effective, which of course they are. So the fact that the CDC is pumping out these mixed messages that make it seem like the vaccines aren't effective is only lending credence to the vaccine hesitant community, which the CDC and the White House and all these libs just bemoan. They bemoan the fact that people don't want to get the COVID vaccine. But when the CDC in the same brief continues to flip, flop, flip, flop, I can understand why they'd be hesitant. I, the logic can go something like this for the unvaccinated individual. They could say, you know, they could think to themselves, if I get the vaccine, the CDC's telling me I can still get the CDC is telling me I can still get sick, pass it along to others, and I still have to wear a mask. Which all that messaging makes telling the vaccines are ineffective, while in the meantime, they are actually very effective against COVID. Even the fact that the CDC is going after asymptomatic Delta cases. The CDC actually published a study in February that said asymptomatic COVID patients, which a lot of these patients who are vaxxed present asymptomatically, cannot spread the disease, which makes it seem that the vaccines are, ineffect are effective. Then they still continue. This is all from the same brief. This is all from the same webpage on the CDC website. Then they say, quote, in the United Kingdom, vaccine effectiveness against hospitalizations related to Delta was 93 to 100% effective and comparable to the observations with Alpha, which is saying that the vaccines, you know, Moderna, Pfizer, J&J, are just as effective at preventing hospitalization and death with Delta as they are with Alpha, which of course proves that the vaccines work. But earlier in that paragraph, the CDC says, for the Delta variant, recent studies from New England and Scotland have noted a reduced effectiveness in the Pfizer biotech vaccine against confirmed infection and symptomatic infection, which they say 79% effective against confirmed infection and 88% against symptomatic infection, which is still great considering with the original strain, they were 92 and 93% effective, 92% effective against confirmed infection and 93% against symptomatic infection. So. Still very effective, but the CDC's wording makes it seem like they aren't effective. And finally, in the conclusion section, they say, all available evidence suggests that the COVID-19 vaccines presently authorized in the United States offer protection against known emerging variants, including the Delta variant, which is good, particularly against hospitalization and death, of course. But even mid-sentence, mid-conclusion, they flip-flop, and they say data suggests lower vaccine effectiveness 
against confirmed illness and symptomatic disease caused by the beta, gamma, and delta variants compared with the ancestral strain of the alpha variant. So even mid-conclusion, the CDC just can't even take a victory lap. They have to keep flip-flopping. And this, of course, is going to mess with the people who are vaccine hesitant. Because on the one hand, the CDC is saying it's less effective, but at the same time, it's also just as effective. So the CDC really needs to fix their messaging and try to make it clear and concise if they truly want people to get vaccinated so they can end this pandemic. And another little sidebar, the CDC quotes a study from the United Kingdom that observed that the reason why COVID cases are going up in the United Kingdom is because of the Delta variant, obviously, but they're mostly occurring in unvaccinated children and young adults who, at least according to the United States, have, a, have greater than a 99.9% .9 chance of survival from COVID. So the fact that we're sweating so much about this Delta variant, if it's true in the United States, and we're seeing this a lot with children, and that's why we're seeing a surge of cases, you know, we really shouldn't be that concerned because the CDC said that the vaccines are effective against Delta infection. And if these cases are occurring in a lot of young children and young adults, they also have a high percent uh, chance to survive the infection. So the CDC's messaging just seems shady, it's confusing, and I can see why we're starting to see vaccine hesitancy break out amongst Americans, because the CDC can't even decide whether they whether the vaccines are effective or not. But why is this data even important? I mean, we'll never be able to fully vaccinate 100% of our population. Unfortunately, that's just a fact of life. We haven't vaccinated 100% of our population against anything. And we'll just have to accept and live with the fact that we'll be dealing with this coronavirus forever. Except these new lockdowns aren't the answer. New mask mandates will only further discourage unvaccinated people from becoming vaccinated. Because why on earth would you get vaccinated? At least the, the previous recommendations, which said you can wear a mask if you're unvaccinated, but you don't have to if you are vaccinated, at least encouraged people to get vaccinated so they wouldn't have to wear the mask. But now they have no leverage anymore. People have to wear the mask regardless, so why get vaccinated? And other authoritarian measures that discriminate against the unvaccinated will not encourage people to get vaccinated either, and will probably be struck down as unconstitutional. Like I said earlier in the show, your risk from dying of COVID is really low for the majority of the population and essentially zero once you're vaccinated. So why try to shut down again? This could be a play to try to force states to keep their emergency voting laws. Just after the CDC announced this new mask mandate, the Justice Department threatened to sue states that reversed their previously lax emergency election laws. A tyrannical statement from the Justice Department read, quote, the department's enforcement policy does not consider a jurisdiction's readoption of prior voting laws or procedures to be presumptively lawful, which is incredibly tyrannical. They continue, instead, the department will review a jurisdiction's changes in voting laws or procedures for compliance with all federal laws regarding elections as the facts and circumstances warrant. So circumstances like what? Another, quote, pandemic? So the Justice Department can force states like Arizona, Texas, Florida, and Pennsylvania that are tightening up on election security to return to their lax emergency laws. So essentially, the Justice Department wants to repeat the confusion and controversy in the 2020 election, except to make sure that there can be no audits after, after it in the 2022 midterms. So, I mean, in general, I kind of feel like I'm dipping into conspiracy territory here, but it's just food for thought. 
And I would be willing to bet you can see a lot more of this as we get closer to the 2022 midterms, especially based on the fact that Joe Biden is sitting at a 50% approval rating according to 538. He's barely, barely hanging on to a positive approval rating, which is indicative of his party's ability to maintain majorities after the midterms. Democrats could very easily lose both majorities in the House and Senate. And like I said, we're probably in tinfoil hat territory here, but it's still interesting to think about. But pretty much regardless, COVID is something that we're going to have to live with now. It's just unfortunately going to be a fact of life. Since vaccines seem to be proving effective, you should get one if you desire, and you should probably really consider it if you're immunocompromised. Or if you don't want to, don't get it. Ultimately, society can't protect you, and we can't reorganize society to protect individuals, even at-risk ones. Ultimately, it's the responsibility of the individual to protect themselves by either getting vaccinated or wearing a mask, and those decisions and consequences are ultimately yours. In the meantime, patriotic Americans should stand up against our local government and fight back against failed measures like shutdowns and mask mandates. But most of all, we need to live free because we are Americans after all. Like what you heard? Tune in next week as we tackle another topic. If you wanna see more from the Big Red From America team, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Getter and Parlor. Once again, this is Big Red signing off for the Big Red for America show, where the opinions are always right and the facts are always cited. Thank you.